Hey lovers, I think this lovers thing is going to stick. It makes sense because I love y'all and you are lovers of me. And you're here listening. <laughs> yeah, lovers is a thing. So hello lovers and welcome to the final installment of season three's Uncomfortable with Nash. And this episode is packed, okay? It is packed. I'm titling it Intersections because mostly I want to talk about sex. But there's a lot of stuff that I want to address and I want to cover in this episode. So please be patient for the dessert <laughs> of the podcast. But you need to hear all of this. First and foremost, um, I've noticed that I'm not releasing as much content as I would like to. Trust and believe it's not a lack of not having topics no that's not the reason it's not even time i do have time on my hands but it's something that's quite similar to what a friend of mine said about her podcast once they started to get funding wow it just makes it a responsibility type of thing like you feel like now you have to do this now it's no longer a hobby it's not fun it's a task so you don't get as motivated to do it in my case once i realized that i could make money off of my podcast i stopped talking about things that i really wanted to talk about and started talking about things that would appeal to people who would give me money for my podcast and that is not the wave because if you listen to my very first like the very very first episode you will hear that i was doing this just for bands literally this was just my space to come and vent and yeah i don't know it changed along the way and it got all serious and then it's stopping fun but that's why i'm actually just making this the last episode of season three because i want to take a completely different totally new approach to the next season of my podcasts where i talk about not so serious things if you notice a lot of my topics have been very thought-provoking very deep very very therapy for lack of a better word so now i want to talk about just cool stuff fun stuff I'm listening to a lot of Brini lee she's also on anchor and i just love the structure of her podcasts a lot of how-tos a lot of self-help like you learn something but it's really fun it just doesn't feel forced and it doesn't feel like work so that is the direction that we're going to be taking for season four so enjoy this one while you can because i don't even know <laughs> when the first installment of the next season is going to come out so before we get into that as well um i would like to note that my top five countries that listen to my podcast has completely changed and I don't know, that also makes me feel like I need to edit my content in a type of way so that it appeals to my market, so it appeals to the majority of people that are listening to me. At number one, obviously South Africa, because I'm South African and a lot of my contacts that I post to, to listen to my podcast are South African. So ah, South Africa is number one. Number two is now the U.S., Huh. Huh. and I know it's in Virginia 
and my american friend told me that virginia has a majority of like educated black people and i love it for me i love it for me totally love it for me and number three we've got zim because i'm in zim so naturally and number four is germany i don't know a single soul in germany and then number five is the uk so that's interesting that's interesting because it used to be number two zim and number three the us and then number four the uk so whoever's in germany that is listening to me shout out shout out <laughs> i hope you're enjoying i hope you totally totally enjoy but just to fill you in about what's been happening in my life that has made me super unavailable um there have been a lot of changes and stuff work-wise life-wise so sometimes you're just not always in the space to be just talking to a platform of people you know just want to talk to like people one-on-one and then i don't know sometimes i want to save my content for on air and then i realize that i don't even have time to delve into the content i have as deeply as i'd like to when i'm on air so let me stop saving content for on air and just talk about my content here on my very own platform where i can say fuck as many times as i want and just express myself so i promise you i will do better this is my new year's resolution and it's coming in the previous year so i mean it it's not inspired by a new year it's just inspired by introspection and reflection so i'm definitely going to do better um i've got my own show now on radio whoop, whoop. well with Tintinity. um it's every friday on zfm stereo you can stream it or you can listen to it if you're in zen it's 106.4 if you're in harare don't know what it is when you're anywhere else but you can stream it online fridays it's called acoustic cafe from seven to nine so you can listen to me there um also my friend got married last month and i was like a bridesmaid and yeah that took a lot that took a lot it was a great time it's hard being a bridesmaid though so yeah there's just been a whole lot of stuff going on i'm not gonna bore you with all of that but as a result of stuff having been going on i have got gang content for you so today's topic today's um podcast is going to be about sex right um i've noticed that a lot of people are very comfortable coming to talk to me about sex and i love that for myself because that just means i've cultivated a safe enough space for people to not feel like they're going to be judged or they're going to not be comfortable in talking about such things to me because i'm just a very sexually open sexually free person i'm just a sexual being if we're being honest so yeah and so from all these chats has come the topic for my podcast it's called intersections and we're going to talk about your first time when you have sex and also we're going to talk about married life sex don't worry babe i'm not going to put you on blast but there's certain things that just need to be said that i've noticed not just from my marriage but just from my married friends and other women other married women in the married community tiktok facebook wherever you know women talk but before we get into that i remembered another reason why i haven't been podcasting as much is because the podcast is called uncomfortable with nash so it was mainly for me to talk about things that 
either I find uncomfortable to talk about or maybe are uncomfortable for you to listen to or just, just uncomfortable things. And I just got uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. So I would just run away from certain topics because I'm just like, mm, I'm not comfortable talking about it. Whereas that's the whole point of this platform, you know? So if there's anything you want me to talk about, like new season, new approach, new things, new ways, you can hit me up. I don't you think you can hit me up on Anchor here on this platform that you're listening to. If you're listening to this podcast on Anchor, then you can definitely message me on Anchor and give me some suggestions on what you would like to hear me talk about. Also, you can catch me on Instagram. The handle is NA underscore C underscore P E E S E B. And you can just hit me up in the DM and be like, hey, I am a listener of your podcasts or whatever. And I would like you to talk about this, 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 you know, so that I can like include you in what you would like to hear me talk about. Or if you'd like to hear my take on certain things. So, yeah, that is that. Before we get into the sex thing, I would like to talk about best friends, though. (laughs) I'm noticing a trend of toxicity in the term best friends when it comes to this thing that's called best friends i mean it's getting toxica and toxica and it's not even because it's a younger and younger generation using the term besties because you know i'm a 2k they just have their own way of doing things that's not the generation where i'm noticing the toxicity from it's us our generation and i don't know whether it's because we lack an understanding I'm saying we because I don't want to be pointing fingers, right? I've also had to do work on myself so that I'm not a toxic best friend. So um, I don't know whether it's a lack of understanding on our part on what a best friend is or how friendships work or how friendships interact, right? So I've taken the liberty to go into the Googs and find out the definition of a best friend and they said that a best friend is a person you value above other friends in your life someone you have fun with someone you trust and someone you can confide in it went on to say that it's someone that motivates you inspires you makes you want to be a better person so in that is an element of betterhoodness in the friendship and growth right But what I'm noticing is a certain level of possessiveness when it comes to best friends. Not only from my observations, but like also from myself. When my best friend would like post this friend of hers that she's really close to. Because now I'm in Zim and she's still in SA, you know. We're still friends. But obviously, you need people that are physically with you people to do stuff with to go out with and you know have fun with so it's unrealistic for her to be sitting around waiting for me and vice versa until we're in the same place before we do stuff she's gonna make other friends right so there's this other friend of hers that she is super 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 close with super tight with and she'll be there posting oh my bestie my bestie and i'd always give her side eyes you know and it wasn't until I got to a point of realizing that <laughs> the fact that I'm her best friend does not is not affected by her having other friends, even if she calls them best friends. I know my place in her life and I know why she's my best friend, right? Um, the reason my best friend is my best friend is because she's the one that just was 
the most consistent in my life. Like from 2008, when we met, up until now, she's just never wavered. We have definitely had our ups and downs, some rocky bits in our friendships. But unlike others who have gone and come back and gone and come back and decided they want to stay and whatnot, she's just been constant and consistent. And as a result of that, she knows the most about me, right? That's why she's my best friend. So I don't see why I should feel threatened by other people that she chooses to have in her life. I still won't lie. I still give her side eyes. I'll be like, mm, I see you. And she does the same. <laughs> if, I, if I call someone else um, my best friend. But there's no toxicity about it. There's no... Ugh, I honestly, I cannot talk about this without throwing shade. Without being messy about this topic. So I'm just going to say this so that we can get into like the actual topic of this podcast. Friendships do not work like relationships. Okay. They're not monogamous. You can't just have one friend. That's not realistic. That's not reasonable. I probably would suffer because I have a lot of friends all over the place. You, you can't, it's, it's not a monogamous thing just because you're my friend doesn't mean you cannot have other friends just because you're my best friend it doesn't mean you cannot find someone who is in the same place as you and that's usually when the mess happens when best friends move away from each other and life must go on you know you maintain the friendship as best as you can but for as long as you guys are in separate spaces like geographically your friend is going to find somebody is going to find someone click with you know it could be even some someone that reminds them of you and they're like oh my gosh you remind me so much of my best friend you could be my best friend here and that's okay (laughs) that is honestly really okay unless you're the kind of person who is is just not growth orientated then you're not going to be able to pull this off because it also so happens that you know you were best friends for a period in time where you guys were in the same boat. You're in, you had the same objectives, you had the same goals, you had the same outcomes. And as people grow and as life goes on, people better themselves, people change. And if I'm the one in that dynamic, that's not going to be actively you know, participating towards my growth as a person and my growth in the friendship. I'm, I'm going to get left behind. I'm going to get left behind because I'm, we're no, we're no, we're no longer going in the same direction and it's normal. It happens. Let's be grown up and be civil about it. Accept the situation and keep it moving. Okay. That's that on toxicity in best friendships. I feel like it could have been its own podcast, but we're on a mission here. We're on a mission. Let's steamroll ahead. So now on to intersections. Your first time, right? So someone, I'm not going to say who, because people will stop coming to me with their guans if I give names. 
someone um, came to me and confided in me, told me that, you know, they're having this problem in their relationship. So it's her first time um, having sex and her person is more experienced. He's the more experienced in this dynamic, right? But they're not being nice about it, you know? In her words, she says that he's always complaining about her lack of participation in sexual activities and always asking her why she doesn't do this, why she doesn't do that, um, why she isn't more flexible. I was seething when I was listening to this voice note. Absolutely seething. And I'm just like, he does know it's your first time, right? She confirms. He does know you're the first person, hence first time, right? She confirms. So I honestly did not understand why Mandem is being a prick. He's being a douchebag. He's being a dick. Not the good kind. He was just not being very nice about it. And, you know, I feel as though your first time... Ish. This is why you gotta like choose someone, but this is sometimes you, you only know after the fact. You only know after the fact. But you are, this person was not the person for me to do this with for the first time. But yeah, um, you know, even uh, even when I asked a dude about this, he said that dude is being a prick because he knows it's her first time <laughs> he knows it's her first time so unless he doesn't believe that it's her first time it makes no sense why where she's supposed to be knowing what to do where she's supposed to be getting all this experience from someone even said ah this dude is probably used to girls doing <laughs> push-ups <laughs> and all kinds of acrobatics on his dick but now it's a completely different game like he's with a completely different person and i feel like what men don't understand is that sex is not just like a penetrative thing and this is going to segue nicely into my next um subtopic about for intersections but for women sex is it's not just a physical thing right it's an emotional experience it's an emotional experience and not in the sense that we want you to be like head over heels in love with us. But we just want you to create an emotionally safe space. Because sex is already such a vulnerable activity. First of all, you're just bare naked there. And all the insecurities you have about yourself are just out in the open. And you don't know how this person you're naked in front of is going to perceive you. What if they're seeing what you're seeing um, as your flaws you know it's just already such a vulnerable experience so for someone to go and fucking shoot daggers at you about your performance it's already such a breeding ground for awkwardness and now you're being told you're not doing this correctly you're too stiff why are you just lying there oh my goodness punching it in the face i would personally not have sex with that person again for my first time, I waited. 
Shem. I was that generation of children that just <laughs> wanted it to be special, you know, with the candles and the roses and, you know. <laughs> oh, it was all dreams, but that's what I wanted. I just wanted it to be special. And as a result of me wanting it to be so special, I went through so many boyfriends. Um, mainly because they wanted to do the deed and I was just not ready uh, either that or I just did not think that it would be special with this person. Like you're fun to hang out with and for you to buy me chocolate and for me to call you my boyfriend and whatnot, but I don't think you're man enough to make this experience what I need it to be in my mind, right? So, so when I did do it for the first time, I feel like I got the perfect person. Like I got the absolute right person for the job because he was gentle. He was caring. He was, he asked me like 5,000 times. Are you sure? Are you sure? Because it was something that was discussed, but I want this to happen on my birthday so that I never forget. (laughs) I want this to happen on my birthday. So be prepared. Okay. Um, And so he kept asking me leading up to my birthday. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you don't want to like wait a little longer? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I was like 100% sure, you know, and the whole experience, if I could do it again with that person, I would not change a single thing. Like I have absolutely no regrets because it's, it was the kind of environment that I would want for my daughter even to be in for her first time, just safe not being judged for not knowing what to do because how the fuck are you supposed to know what to do when it's your first time so yeah to all the men out there if you have this responsibility of being someone's first time and you are the more experienced in the situation don't be like this dude do not be like this dude so for me I have bad street cred first of all because women talk women talk um you want to create safety security you want to create an environment of no judgment it's already so hard to be vulnerable so an environment where you feel okay to be vulnerable i suck at being vulnerable so if i feel at all that uh uh-uh my vulnerability is vulnerable in this case i will completely close up I will close up, I will lock, I will throw away the key. So you create a space that is safe for her vulnerability. And as some of the people I spoke to about this matter said, just teach her, just be like, okay, babe, let's try something new. Don't overwhelm her with stuff. Don't, don't want to show off how experienced you are in this fashion, not in this fashion, right? just take your time with her there's so much to do when it comes to sex and i find it exciting to be with someone who's like a a blank page or someone who's less experienced um because i don't know it's just it's just exciting to to teach people things like oh oh that's nice oh i don't like that you know just i can show you the world (laughs) as kim said um yeah that's basically what you want happening just take it one step at a time baby steps like babe 
can we try this? And you show her how to do this. Don't be like, let's do a reverse cowgirl. Why don't you know what a reverse cowgirl is? Why you just let, oh gosh. I don't want this podcast to be too long and I still have a whole other topic to get into. So that is that on that. (laughs) So next topic that I want us to jump into, and this is the final topic for this podcast, is married life sex. Snooze. (laughs) Okay, so this is something me and my married friends talk about quite a bit and we've noticed a fucking pattern these men of ours they don't want to put in work no more that's that's also what the problem is it's a no more situation because i don't think i would have walked into a situation that i know is not (laughs) fitting for me or pleasing to me right during the courting or dating phases or the whatever you want to call it leading up to marriage you know men dems were doing the most you know they were being romantic they were just and you know it's not it's not that we're saying your husband needs to work for sex okay because why is he gonna work for sex i also enjoy sex I was one sex and I don't want to have to like struggle to get it right. But again, it comes down to the differences between men and women when it comes to sex. Foreplay is so important. Literally, if you know you're going to have sex tonight, foreplay must start in the morning, you know, be sexy. And <laughs> oh, this is slightly uncomfortable, but yeah gonna be sexy with the dirty talk you know sending him naughty pictures while he's at work and he's talking naughty back to you so that you get excited to get in the mood you know it's like a it's a marathon it's not a sprint you know um but that is not that's not the situation and that's what they used to do it used to be like that so we've come we've become accustomed to that being the way leading to sex right so now people just come home after their long days they get into bed and just take your clothes off and then boom ha no lubrication no wetness no nothing just jump into the pool not dipping your toes no running your fingers in the water no getting used to the yeah come on when you're about to, somebody explained to me i'm not gonna say who somebody explained to me that it's like you're going to do a braai, aka a barbecue, for those of you who don't know what a braai is or are not from this part of the world. It's like you're going to do a barbecue. You don't just take the meat out of the fridge and put it on the braai stand. Ha! That even sounds wrong. That even, like, is not a good picture. It's not a good visualization. That is still frozen. And has ice on the price stand. What are you doing? What are you doing? And that is what these married men are doing. And this is something that um, I realized after a friend of mine sent me a TikTok about this lady talking about it. And she said she actually has so many married women saying that they've got the same problem. But their married mandems are just taking the meat out of the out of the freezer and putting it on the bra stand and obviously they're not satisfied it is not to their satisfaction and you do not want an unsatisfied an unsatisfied wife because she becomes restless so um 
you take the meat, you defrost the meat. First of all, gotta get the ice out. You defrost the meat. For those of you who don't know, this is a sexual innuendo, okay? This is making me very giddy and very giggly. So just put your own things to what I'm saying about the real thing, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you defrost the meat. Get the ice out. You know, warm her up. Let her know that it's about to go down tonight. You know, defrost the meat. Then you got to season the meat. You got to marinate the meat. You know, Get it prepped. Get it ready. For those of you who don't know what this stage of things are when it relates to sex. It's the foreplay, guys. Foreplay is so important. Mainly because, and I know men know this. Y'all are just lazy to put in the work. Men definitely know this. I don't know whether you're still of the thinking that women don't come or it's not important for women to experience as much pleasure as you're experiencing i don't know what makes you think that we don't deserve to have work put in but you have to put in work because for men sex is just penetrative one to one two he comes he's done for us it's a completely different thing you gotta like first like with the chicken like kaka kaka me you know get my body ready get me get me going because it takes so much longer for women to reach the finish line than it does for men so unless you're going to do three consecutive rounds for you for me to get to where you got in the first round right if you want us to reach the finish line at the same time you have to marinate the chicken okay whatever your girl prefers whether it's role playing whether it's <laughs> whether it's being massaged whether it's canilling us there's just so many different types of foreplay in the world okay and foreplay should take time that's what i'm gonna say it should take time and there are signals that you can see from your girl that okay she's ready right that's when your meat has been marinated the flavors and juices are in you let it chill a while and then you can put it on the fire that's when you can like slide it in that's that's the fire in this analogy that's when you can put the meat on the bry stand barbecue and burn that shit <laughs> That's when you can light it up when it has had all of this. And does it not taste so much better when it's been tenderized? When it's got all the flavor, when it's juicy? Does it not taste better than uh, as opposed to having you had taken it out of the fridge, the freezer, and then put it on the bra stand? Use that analogy, gents. I know all of y'all bra. Most of y'all bra. A lot of y'all bra. <laughs> You know, you know what it tastes like. So that's basically what sex should be like. And we are tired. As married women, we are going to protest. We're going to doi doi. This is not what we want. Fortunately for me, I had this conversation with my man. And I had... <laughs> I had a good time. That's what I'm going to say. I had a good time last night. And you know, my podcasts are fresh. I record it now. I release it now. So last night is last night. I had a good time last night. And so now, because I know that, Gandhi, Gandhi, you are just being lazy. 
you actually do have the ability to make it as good as it needs to be for me. I'm not going to settle for mediocre again. I'm not going to do it. Either we do it that way or we don't do it at all. Okay? We do it that way or we don't do it at all. And it's always just best to just talk about it directly. Because I tried (laughs) so many different methods to get what I want. You know, I tried hinting. I tried making him watch a bunch of documentaries where people are saying what I actually want to say to him. And he was just not interested. It's just like, this is girly. This is weird. I don't want to watch this. I've tried sending all kinds of things from Instagram or whatever relating to what I want. Like it was just not working. And I'm just like, why am I struggling to just have this very open and honest conversation with my husband? Communication is so key in a marriage. So why can I not talk to him about this? Why can I just not talk to him about this? And so change only happened when I was able to articulate my thoughts and wants and needs to him. One, so that... He sees that this is the wave. This is the direction we need to be going sexually. We don't even have kids. Like, we should be doing it all the time, you know? So just talk to your person. Don't try to be smart about it. I know you're afraid that... I think that's what my problem is. Egos. Egos might get bruised. But this is a marriage. This is a lifelong thing. Egos must be put aside. Like, we're past you're trying to impress me. You've already impressed me. Hence, I'm your wife. I'm already here. Like, put your ego aside when it comes to your relationship or your marriage. When it comes to um, having your needs met. Anyway, I don't want this podcast to be too long. I don't like long podcasts. So, I feel like I gave you everything in this one. Enjoy listening to it. Oh, my goodness. I should have said that in the beginning. I hope you enjoyed listening to it and are looking forward to the fourth season because I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring the fire. Also, I was on another podcast with my friends, my lovely friends, Nama and Kim. Um, The podcast is called In This Economy. So you should definitely, definitely check it out. It's such a great podcast. Yo, it is such a great podcast. She inspires me when it comes to podcast, Kim. So yeah, in that episode, we're talking about the economics of dating, right? What's the story with money and financials when it comes to dating? I eat marriage because I'm married and it was a good time. We should stop doing podcasts when we're on wine. Although it's very entertaining. Anyway, I'm going to love and leave you. Make sure you drop a like, drop a DM. Drop a whatever you want to drop if you're enjoying or if you have something that you would like me to talk about. For now, my lovers, love and light.